Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the Making More Money for You show. I am your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, today, I was... Uh, I have to apologize a little bit. My guest cannot make it today, so it's going to be me, and I have a lot of topics to go over with you and some insights to actually how my insights can actually help you make more money for yourself. But before we get into that, I want to thank you all for tuning in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we covered a lot of different topics in such a short amount of time. And I've been getting a lot of great feedback from what we've talked about last week of actually make having your house make money for you, especially those extra rooms that you have in your house that are sitting there doing nothing. Well, not really doing nothing, but actually taking up all your stuff that you don't use anymore and storing it for you. So when Cody Smith was on the, on the air last week, he, uh, he transformed his extra bedroom slash storage area into a Airbnb room that's actually generating money for himself, help him pay off all of his bills, paid off his mortgage, and is allowing him to actually... Uh, Magnus! Oh, my guest today is actually Adam Torres from Mission Matters and Money Matters. So we are going to have a very special show for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about Adam. We're going to talk about what has he has done in the business world um, as an investor, as a publisher, as a marketing agent, and we're going to see how he tra helped transform lives and help his experience be brought down to all of us that are tuning into my audience, our audience right now, make, making more money for you. And uh, welcome to the show, Adam. Magnus, so great to have, to be on the show and uh, excited to uh, talk and uh, to you and your audience today. So thank you. Ah, the, awesome. Uh, we're definitely uh, privileged to have you and your expertise here because you have had multiple streams of income and multiple careers that have been successful. And each career is, you know, transporting you and catapulting you to a bigger, uh, bigger arena, if you will. And I can't wait to get to hear some of your backstory. We're going to talk about uh, what you actually what we're working on now. You know, we can actually give them a little surprise of what's actually coming up in the future. If you'd like to announce that. Oh, well, yeah. In the second half, because uh, I am very fortunate to uh, to have you on the guest as one of the top rating podcasters and live personnel in the uh, in the industry. And I appreciate you for that, for taking the time out of your day to come here. Oh man, the honor is all mine, Magnus. I've been looking forward to this and uh, from one podcaster to another, love supporting the effort. So I'm in. Okay. Well, we're a little bit bigger than podcasting right now. We're actually live on the radio. We're on Voice America. We're being streamed all over the world right now. So as you're podcasting, you, you do your live shows. We're doing our live shows uh, on this platform now, but we will definitely get into your platform and how you built that from the ground up and how you're actually changing lives of the people that you bring on your show and the people that are, are listening and partaking in it. It's awesome. I'm in. All right, let's go. Uh, uh, let's, let's talk about a little bit of your earlier days. Uh, I seen, you know, you, if you haven't or Googled or seen any of his podcasts or videos or, and whatnot, Adam actually started out as an investor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, can you th- give us a little bit of your insight on how you actually chose to become an investor and the people that you helped and mm-hmm. some of the things that you did for your clients that are actually relevant today, especially in this day and age? Because we all need to have more, more than one type of income coming in because jobs aren't just enough anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so my, my investment background, I mean, I think it's somewhat unique. So uh, at a very young age, I, I was always the entrepreneur kind. I was always starting some type of business or something. I mean, the early earliest business I remember, I think I used to fold socks at home for five cents a pop. So I was getting a nickel, a nickel of folded socks. So earliest <laughs> business I remember, I was like four. <laughs> so so I... <laughs> I've been starting businesses since I could walk or since I could remember. And uh, when I got to a certain age, so I was about 15 or 16, um, I, I asked my parents, my father was a small business owner, um, my mother, a social worker since retired. Um, but I, asked my, I started to ask my parents more about money. And in my household growing up, um, money and kind of investment management, it's not something we really talked about. And one of the very fortunate things that my parents did for me is they didn't make anything up. So that might, that might sound odd, but they, they kind of knew what they didn't know and they were okay with telling me, Hey, you know, we haven't been the best with money or investment or management. So in order to, um, in order to learn about those concepts, maybe we'll introduce other, you know, of our friends and mentors into your life that are a little bit further along and know more about it. So from that standpoint, again, I big shout out to mom. Uh, thank you for doing that. And, and dad, right? Because not a lot of times, maybe we, we, we pass down information, at least when I was an advisor, and we'll talk about that more. But, um, you know, from one, one generation to another, that may not always be right. Well-meaning individuals mm-hmm. can give some bad advice and pass on some maybe not the best financial habits. So um, my first position at a brokerage firm was at Raymond James and Associates. I started there when I was 16 in their IRA department. Now, obviously at 16, I wasn't a licensed individual, but, um, but I started there and really that was my start into being in that world of brokerage and that world of investments. And this would be back in what, 1998, um, off the top of my head, 1998. Um, so that's kind of where it all began for me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I know in a couple of our previous, one of my previous shows, we yeah. talked, I talked, we talked about my guests and myself, we talked about how board games actually influenced us with doing yeah. that because the way we played with money on board games, you know, we brought it to our real lives and, and our parents taught us that yeah. they were part of it. Uh, you were, you know, folding socks for nickels. So, you know, your oh nickels became dimes, they came, became quarters and you started investing from there. Yeah. So, you know, um, you took it, you took the knowledge that they didn't have and you saw it after yourself, which is yeah. phenomenal because not a lot of people do that. They'll just stick to what they don't know. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's whatever your comfort zone is. But when you get outside your comfort zone, like you have, you know, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got out of my comfort zone as well. And, you know, er- as we, as we know, as entrepreneurs now and publishers and, um, becoming more successful and seeing how you're actually helping people uh, that that's a great reward for me. And what's your take on actually seeing people get what they need and get uh, what they're actually paying for. Do you see that on your day-to-day basis as well? 
Yeah, well, when I think about investing, I think one of the um, one of the challenges is that, uh, and I and I, I try to educate. I don't really manage money anymore, but um, when I did, one of my big things was educating consumers just to understand that the products that they're investing in are products, just like you're going to the grocery store. So these things like a mutual fund that was invented by somebody. Um, You think about like the old uh, stock drip plans, right? Getting somebody to reinvest those dividends and to buy more stock. Like that was an invention somebody made. So you think about ETFs, exchange traded funds, that's an invention. Um, The underlying uh, fees that are associated with certain investments, um, those are all invented. Those are all made up. So the first thing that I say is that, you know, when you go to the grocery store, when you go anywhere else, like sometimes if you're going to one grocery store versus another, maybe you're doing some, you know, some comparison shopping or you're looking at things. Now, it's not always going to be as uh, simple as, okay, brown eggs cost this much at, you know, this store and brown eggs cost this much at another store where you can make it that easy assessment because who knows, maybe the eggs are different. Maybe these ones are free range. Maybe these ones have some other characteristic that make them cost a little bit more and add a little bit more value. So I know that's a simple example, but if you translate that going back into investments, um, maybe one particular type of mutual fund, which just to sum that up, what is it? It's a basket with different eggs maybe put in it or different investments. So the same thing. Um, so if you're thinking about um, where you're getting your value from, it's not all just about cost. So I'm not saying that you have to buy the, the cheapest egg or the cheapest right. investment here, or I'm not saying that that's necessarily the best value. But what I am saying is that you want to make sure that when you're thinking about value and what you're paying for, that it's actually matching your needs. Like it's going to make you the breakfast or the, the, the scrambled egg omelet that you want, right? Um, that's the whole point there. When you think about your diversifying a portfolio or otherwise, you want to make sure that you're getting what, you, what you're paying for. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that is definitely one of the things you definitely need to have is a game plan. What, you, what is your outcome? And that determines how much you invest, uh, the types of stocks in the mutual funds, like you said, because really all they are is just a bunch of stocks put together so people don't have to sit there and pick and choose and worry about trading and whatnot. You know, you get the three three stock, three out of four stocks that are performing, you're making money, even though that one's losing money and losing a lot of money, which mm-hmm. happens these days. And, you know, it's, it's still a gamble. It's, well, it's not uh, set in stone. It's not a guaranteed restu- return. Yeah. but you're a little bit safer with investing like that. Mm-hmm. And educate education is definitely one of the hardest parts for someone to under, for for someone to do because you can talk, you know, all these big lingo terms and and whatnot and that's that's one of the reasons why this show is existing. Mm-hmm. Because people don't understand that and that's fine because a lot of people we're not taught to, to know this. We're mm-hmm. not taught to use money the proper way. Uh, we're taught to use it and spend it or save it till our deathbed and pass mm-hmm. it on so someone else can use it while we save and skimp and uh, mm-hmm. p- pass it on in other words and but work our work ourselves to death literally a- am i right i mean that's that's one path and then there's those that and then there's those that maybe um just take that extra time to educate themselves so another thing that 
Um, I mean, I'll give you one very straightforward um, uh, strategy that I, I didn't invent this. I think I went to a seminar. This is years ago. This is like um, back in the day when um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, mm-hmm. real estate, like when that first, uh, well, I shouldn't say when at first because I'm not that old, but uh, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> Nor it am was I. Nor I am was I. younger. <laughs> well, I don't remember the publishing date. So I think that book is like really old. I think we were kids there, Magnus. But yeah. um, that being said, I remember going to my first seminar and learning this really simple strategy. And it was, you know, and I, and I did it. So what I did is when I, um, after I graduated college, I bought a, a fourplex, little four unit, um, four unit apartment building. I lived in one unit. Why? Because I wasn't married, no kids, nothing like that. Just a, you know, young guy out of college. I bought that property and nothing fancy there. I mean, I just worked hard, saved money from working and then, and then invested it in buying that property. Um, I lived in one unit. I rented out the other three. So um, I'm kind of going back in time here, but you know, on a good month, I lived for free and I made $500. So it was like, you know, then what happened there? These little, these little small, um, um, these little small decisions tend to compound over time. So that extra five hundred dollars, you know, a month, another six grand, or let's just say five thousand. Maybe had some other maintenance or something, but an extra five thousand or four thousand a year of positive cash flow. But then you also had the big benefit of this: I didn't have to pay rent. That was awesome to have the other tenants that were in that building pay my rent. Like that was amazing. (laughs) That was the best thing I ever discovered. And funny story, true story, Magnus, when I did move and I sold that and I moved into a a place out in California, I was paying rent again. I almost forgot to pay my first month's rent because I I even forgot what it felt like to pay rent. I'd been living the other man in the other manner so long. So so that's the only way I just wanted to kind of juxtapose or compare. You are correct. A lot of people are doing exactly what you said in kind of in your explanation, but educate yourself and you'll find little alternatives like that. Like you can do the same strategy I just said right now, depending on what market you're in and you know the cycle that the real estate market's in whenever you happen to be listening to this. Exactly. And our last week's show, uh, we talked about being putting, if you don't own uh, a complex like that, you ran out of your, one of your rooms, the Airbnb. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. Same thing. It's, it's even better because you already, you already own it. Everything's Mm -hmm. there. Uh, You can, you know, spruce it up, get a little bit extra money, just put it out there. And, you know, you put, you list it at the the free advertising. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is just sit there, greet the people, have them check in. Yeah. You know, be civil, have them check out, you're done. Man. And these these kids these days, Magnus, and then the side hustle, the Ubers, the the yeah. Grubhub, all of that. Do you know how hard it used to be to make an extra couple of dollars on the weekend or something? You used to have to be employed and, and make a, fi- a commitment to somebody on how many hours you'd work and all these other things. Now, if you want to save up for your first property, no excuse. Get it, like, do a side hustle, save that money. Takes you one year, takes you five years, you save that money. Oh, exactly. When we, you know, growing up, we had the lemonade, lemonade stands. We, we shoveled snow. We did, yeah. uh, you know, grass mowing, all that kind of stuff. Now, nowadays you just, all oh, you need to phone in an app, Man. you know, and that's, it's like, okay, just go through your contacts. Oh, I can help this. And they're solving problems and making money, solving someone else's problem. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. When I, when I was in college, I remember and I was talking to one of my frat brothers actually earlier today, he, he sent me a text and he sends me his text, this big Brinks armored truck. 
And he reminded me of when I was in college. I mean, Friday through Sunday, I would put in 40 hours a week when I was in college driving an armor vehicle. Why? Because, you know, we made good money, but right. number to pay for college as well, right? Nothing mm -hmm. was free. But um, the thing was, that was a time commitment. That was an obligation to an employer. That was a set schedule. So I had to do that and my normal coursework, right? But now with the with the gig economy and side hustles, like would I have done that again? Heck no. no. I would have I would have had way more <laughs> flexibility and probably made more money. I uh, exactly. I did that uh, when I when I was in college before going and investing. Investing, I went for computer networking and whatnot. Yeah, You know, so when I was on campus, nobody liked talking to the campus tech people. So everybody spread my name around. I was getting calls. I was doing this and, and whatnot. I ate for free. I had some of the best food ever because college kids didn't have money, but but they can cook or they can actually help me with ho homework and do other things. So just like that, uh, I made I made a lot of friends and I. Uh, I got my name out there and then was able to actually start a computer business later because wow. of those people. So there's a limitless, unlimited opportunity out there for that. And awesome. these are just a small portions of it. So let's fast forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you're out of the investing firm now. So where did, after investing, where did it take you next? What, yeah. what did you want to do next? I should say. Well, first off, so I, I mean, I, I was in, I was in that field for almost 14 years for context for everybody. And the reason I bring that up is because I went through a true apprenticeship, putting a lot of time, I built up a, a practice. I managed a little under 200 or responsible for the uh, management of a little under 200 million before I exited that business um, for clients. And, um, you know, so I, I worked really hard in that field and my, my heart and big shout out to all the people in financial services that are, that work hard day in and day out, creating financial plans and really putting their clients before them, because it's not an easy position. It's not an easy no. field. Um, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with, with planning the futures of individuals. So when I, when I left the field, it wasn't actually, um, something that I was even considering. Uh, the, okay. the, the big transition happened when I, you know, I, I, may, I was at this time point in my life where I was like, you know, I'm going to be a financial advisor next 30 years, 40 years and retire. Great practice, great individuals, great clientele, happy, comfy, um, no issues there. Practice was growing. And so I said, you know what, I, I might as well own this. So I decided to go independent. Um, and when I went independent, there was a, a challenge slash opportunity. The challenge was I no longer had a, a big, you know, big banner for a brokerage firm that everybody knew above my, above my head. And um, the opportunity was now I could actually do what I couldn't do in the past, which is tell my story. Um, so meaning when you, when you work for a big firm, which I'm not against, by the way, loved it, loved the last companies I worked for Schwab, Vanguard, all the Raymond James, all the big companies I work for, they're amazing. They have amazing clients and amazing people working for them. But when I decided to go independent, um, I no longer had that, that safety net of that big name. So I said, okay, well, I know what I couldn't do when I was there. I couldn't write my book. I couldn't tell a story. So um, on some of the, uh, the influence and the direction of my mentors, one namely uh, Christopher Kai, who he is a world-renowned speaker, author, all that good stuff, still a, a good mentor and friend to this day. But he says, Adam, you got to get a book. 
you got to write a book. Like, don't fight me on this. You got to write a book. I'm like, I don't want to write a book. I don't have time to do that. I'm managing money. I'm working on this practice. I don't want to write a book. What is that? Cause he's like, Adam, you got to write a book. So I'm like, all right, you know, you listen to mentors, you listen to people that maybe know a little bit more than you on certain topics. He certainly then, and probably now, um, still knows more on branding and marketing than myself. And that's just, that's his thing. So, um, when it comes, so I said, okay, I wrote the book. Now, the interesting thing about getting the book out there is just is, is overnight, and I don't know how to explain it, and I might sound very self-interested because I am a publisher now, and we'll get mm-hmm. to that, but, but it didn't start that way. But literally overnight, I had a book out there, and all of a sudden, I go from you know paying to be on stage and paying for certain opportunities so I could sell my investments, right? right. Um, and, I can, and I can get new clients. I went from that to now people paying and booking me as a speaker. And I'm like, what? And it's exactly what Chris said what happened. And it's true. I mean, I've been on speaking tours as far away as China. And I'm, I'm not even claiming I'm a great speaker for the record. Like I'm okay. I'm good. Like people right. like my story, whatever, but I'm no, you know, I'm not, I'm not a great, put it that way. I'm not claiming that either, whatever. Um, but anyway, so um, I, I got that first book out there and And then um, it it just started to kind of take off, not just book sales. That wasn't the big thing. It was speaking. It was just all these other inquiries on people asking me, you know, hey, can you help me publish a book? Can you help me with this? And at first I just told everybody, no, I'm like, I can help manage your money because that's what I do. I'm a financial (laughs) advisor. Right. Uh, but then it got to the point to where I'm like, I don't want to like refuse these individuals. These are like, these are my future or, or potential at that time clients, right? Like these are right. successful business people. So um, one thing led to another and that marketing side, um, maybe I had a little bit of a knack for it. Maybe, you know, there was a little bit of timing. Maybe there was a lot of things and ingredients that added up to a successful brand that made it, um, let's just say worth my while to no longer pursue the financial advisor track and begrudgingly, and I say that with an emphasis, um, give up my licenses and my CFP and six, seven, 63 aims, you name it, I probably had it right that time and, uh, and give up really an entire career um, and a healthy, and, and a healthy um, let's just say roadmap um, for a little bit of the unknown. Yes, um, I can totally, uh, completely agree with you on that, uh, especially with mentors. Mentors, if you don't have one, it is not, oblig- you know, you don't have to have one, but it's nice to have one yeah. or a friend or a support group that's, you know, like-minded, if not a little bit more than what you are. So you can actually learn and, and grow with that. I I completely agree with you on the, on the publishing and the book aspect of things, because I, I too, well, you took uh, the educational way to get where you were with investing. I had mentors to teach me Hmm. that already just like yourself certified in everything and you know, anything out there, Hmm. but actually took the time out of their schedules to teach me what I know and gave, give me the practice to, to what I know. And, you know, it's like you were saying before, there are no one path. There is no one path to success. And if someone does tell you that they are completely mistaken and very, uh, I don't want to say narrow minded, but limited, they're limiting themselves and they're limiting you to, to believe that Yeah. because especially in, uh, in marketing, 
and the talking, uh, especially the talking aspects, congratulations on, you know, being all over the world from a passion that a mentor said, seen in you, and you decided to follow it. And that's, in, that's actually in all of us to do that. Uh, even if we are working still the nine to fives, or we're still trying to get through college, or we're deciding what we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. If we, if we go by what's actually out there and see, you know, hands down, there's no limits. The only limits that are being put on you is the ones you're putting placing on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you took those limits off you because you decided it's, it's like, okay, I wrote a book. Books are selling. Now you were, you were actually thinking about limiting yourself by not publishing. But once you took those off, you're everything skyrocketed. You know, you're out in outer space and you have a great brand behind you, the marketing aspect of it. And I'm doing the same thing here. Um, one book can change a life and it changes other people's lives. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to take definitely some time about that because we understand that, uh, that aspect of things. And we're actually helping the people that have these issues or are afraid to ask these issues. So what's, Oh, we have a couple minutes before our break. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you, Adam, out of all the places you've spoken, what and topics that you've spoken, what is your number one topic that you love to talk about? And we can definitely, we will revisit this before we get back. Yeah. Or actually when we get back from our break. But what is what is that one topic that you find yourself talking about constantly? So, so one of my favorite um, speeches that I've ever done and that I was ever had the privilege of giving was I went to Michigan State University. So MSU, um, I was able to speak at one of their graduations and uh, in giving and delivering that commencement. Uh, at first off, to go back to your alma mater and be able to give a speech, I mean, it's an honor and it was just amazing. But uh, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that like to talk about um, motivational and entrepreneurship topics, but really just speaking to the, to the new grads and talking about what's next in their life and just maybe to share some of the things that, you know, I've been through and that I've learned. I mean, that, that's one of my favorite things to dive into. Okay. That, that's wonderful because a lot of people, you know, the, especially the, the graduates, they don't know what's out there. They've been in school all their lives. So for you to actually take the time, well, taking the time to, to help these folks, you know, help give examples and things that we've all made mistakes on so they don't make the mistakes, that is phenomenal. And hopefully so at least one person there took from what you said and is applying it. So... Mm-hmm. With that being said, uh, we've talked about, we're going to wrap up for a little bit. We're actually going to get ready to go on a break. So I have a special guest with me, Adam Torres from Mission Matters, Money Matters, and Marketing uh, here talking to me about his journey, about investing, to becoming a publisher, to marketing, and to everything else he's been up to, including a couple of special items that are coming up in the future, uh, special projects. And we're bringing everything that we've learned together to you, to our, re- our listeners here. Thank you. Voice of America for giving us this opportunity to bring all of this to our listeners. Um, but we're going to take a break right now and we're going to come back and we're going to continue with the speeches and uh, a better, uh, more interesting topics to come. So stay tuned. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, in the first half of the show, I've had I have Adam Torres here of the Mission Matters and Money Matters. Uh, lovely uh, uh, media, media and publishing. Sorry, I had a little mental thing here. Uh, <laughs> we've covered a lot of topics that were very um, key towards what we're trying to do here at making making more money for you is bring insight from other uh, from guests, from other like-minded people, some, and uh, help taking the limits off of your thinking and widen your horizon that anything is possible here. And investing is not just for the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Adam, thank you for your, you know, the first half of the content. Welcome back to the show. Oh man. Great to be here, Magnus. Great show. Um, and looking forward to, to diving into some more for you. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome. Yes. Um, I'm very happy. Uh, we have some, you know, we have some special news coming up in a little bit, but we're talking about how Adam actually trans transformed from investing and helping people to becoming a public speaker, speaking at his alma mater in MSU, Michigan state university. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I would just want to make sure I got the right one there. There's so many, colleges with the same initials and yeah. different states and and uh, i just want to make sure i got those right and this half of the show we're going to talk more about the publishing and some of the guests that adam had on mm-hmm. uh, in his books on his podcast uh what he's learned throughout the years some great takeaways that we can actually put in our everyday life adam uh, do you how long have you been in publishing 
So now uh, I think we're going on six or seven years for that very first book. Uh, so from, from that very first book on to, and, and maybe some of the listeners that haven't are, are, are familiar with our series, it's called Mission Matters. And then we also do have a Money Matters series as well. But um, for those that maybe um, are not familiar with it, think of it like um, these, those old uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books where you, you get together a group of, of authors. Like if you think about that original Chicken Soup for the Soul book with uh, Deepak Chopra and Jack Canfield and all those greats, um, what was that, 20, 25 years ago now, something like that. Um, we have a similar series, um, but our series is focused on, on business leaders and on business topics like real estate, for example. We have a woman in business series. We have a um, business leader series, um, but that's more along the vein of, of what we published. And uh, to date, um, we've published now going on a little over 250 authors. It's kind of kind of crazy for me even to say that, Magnus. I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> wow, it's amazing what you can do with one book and one idea, how this actually transformed when you were, you know, I guarantee... I can guarantee that you weren't thinking that it's going to explode like no. this and you're not going to get the talent or the, uh, the experience or expertise in one book, let alone how many books are we on now? We're going in what seven now in the yeah. mission matters yeah, and, uh, or money matters series now. And you have multiple books here, um, multiple series books. So that that's just crazy in itself. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel that knowing that one book catapulted in the multiple income streams. Yeah. Um, well, realistically, it's, uh, it all comes down to the authors. So that that's what it all came down to. And what we found is in the marketplace, there was a big need and a big, um, I guess you'd say unserved niche, which is, you know, business leaders out there and professionals that have a great story to tell, but maybe they don't necessarily always have the time to sit down, write a complete book or to get their story out there. So there's a lot of people that have that dream of writing a book and being published, but maybe it's out of reach. And it doesn't have to do with just budget. A lot of, lot of very successful people that can, you know, pay for the ghostwriters, pay for any type of publishing package you can think of, but do they have the time. No. So that's where we, we kind of, you know, it took two, two and a half solid years of refining our processes, our publishing process, um, the storytelling format, all the other things to bring out, you know, really good books for our, our readers um, that um, serve their need of learning, you know, tips and things that are going to make them successful in life from, from, uh, from first party sources. So meaning from the people that are trailblazing and are innovating in their industry. So that's the type of individuals we publish. Um, and then uh, on for the people that are being published, the authors in this case, who are the trailblazers and the innovators and the business leaders, um, making sure that we're doing a great job in, in representing them and telling their stories. And of course, doing all the marketing and promotion that go behind that, because um, for anybody out there that's published a book, thought about it, or is waiting to publish one, um, the marketing side of it, I'm like, hey, well, if, if uh, you write a great book and it's, and uh, nobody reads it, then you got an expensive paperweight on your hands. So you always want to keep, always want to keep in mind the marketing and publishing side of things so that people can, you know, hear your story. Oh, absolutely. Marketing is its own animal. Writing the book, considering marketing and writing a book, I would rather write a book any day of the week than try to uh, promote and market a book towards uh, the masses, if you will, because uh, like you said, it, it's a special, it's a specialty. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have the right tools to do it. You need the right uh, venues. You need to know what's actually out there and what people are actually looking for are some of the main things that, you know, marketing goes into um, and they have all these charts and the demographics and all it, it it's its own world that's the worst that's the best way i can explain it and you've seen that and i'm sh- i'm sure you have a great a great marketing team that is promoting this and positive and uh real light honestly because when someone brings you know picks up a book that nobody knows about and it's not marketing right you're taking a gamble on what this person's actually writing and experience, but your, uh, your process over the years from what you're saying is you refined it and you're taking the best of the best that do this day in and day out. And, yeah. you know, they worked out their kinks and you're bringing their knowledge to someone else that is having that issue or um, wants to actually go into that field. So, my question to you on that is how did you decide on how many authors go in one book? Because you, I'm sure you get flooded with uh, tons of uh, topics, tons of authors, yeah. experts in all different areas. How do you whittle that down per book? It's challenging. It's challenging. It's very labor intensive. And uh, I I just have to give a lot of the credit to my team on that one um, because it's conversation after conversation. So hundreds and hundreds of conversations um, over the course of many months go into selecting the authors and go into to curating the content to put in the book. So um, there's no secret sauce to that other than you have to have a great team that's very um, willing and able to protect the brand and that have the audience um, that have the audience's best interest in this case, the readers. Um, and one of the things that we like to focus on and talk about a lot, both internally and with our authors is that idea of community. So what we really like to think about is, and so we're not an elitist organization. It's not saying you have to have just X amount of revenue or didn't done X amount of, had X amount of business success um, in order to be published. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for great stories. Um, one of my favorite stories that I, that I tell often is of a woman by the name of Elizabeth Yo who she was a, she retired from the military. And when she left the military, she'd been in the military for a long time. Um, she went in very young. And when she left the military, um, she found herself in a position to where she's in a grocery store in the, in the cereal aisle. And she has a box of cereal in her hand and she froze. And the reason why she froze is she was left with indecision. She was frozen because she didn't know what cereal to pick out. Here, this is this grown woman who was, you know, ranked in the military and had this, you know, great career. And she's not used to having that much choice for her cereal. So it was just one of those, those, those stories that stick with me. I mean, we published her many books ago, but it was, um, it was one of those things. And so she since um, took the book that we helped her create and all the other things and a huge part of our community. And she um, leveraged that to then start her own um, entrepreneurial endeavors where she's helping other um, vet vetrepreneurs, I believe I'm saying it right, and individuals that are leaving the military and that are maybe having that same rough start that she had as an entrepreneur. And she's helping them get over that hurdle. Why? Because they speak the same language. They're the best individuals to help each other out and down that path. And because she's already been through it. 
So she went through it and she's been blessed now and she's chosen to turn back around and be a blessing specifically to entrepreneurs, many of which um, share her same military background. So when you think about things like that, I want to be real clear. It's not when we're curating for authors, it's for great stories. It's not just how much business success or, I mean, some of my other favorite ones are people that actually failed in business and they share that. And they're like, man, this is the worst time of my life ever. This is how, this is why don't make the same mistakes I did. And here goes the game plan of what not to do. And I remember when I read that laid out, that laid out, right. And I'm like, you're going to share that. And uh, the, the woman's name is Mindy. Um, she runs an agency out of Miami, Mindy Figaro. And I was like, yeah, you're going to share that, aren't you? She's like, yeah, I'm going to share it. It's the real. And that's what people need to know. And I'm like, God bless you on that one, Mindy. Cause that's that the fact that you're willing to share amazing part of our community. Yes. That, uh, and what you are building is a community. Uh, a lot of people feel left out or feel that they are left alone and so and they're not getting what they need because they don't know where to turn to and i found through throughout my years and that's why i decided to write a write as well well as also because when i was doing networking traveling all over to all over the u.s i've have all this knowledge of you know seeing people with money making bad choices with money and not knowing what to do with money or, or their finances in general is that's why that's the reason why I decided to actually start writing a book, but mm. I didn't know how to go about doing it. And well, my story about actually becoming a publisher is, you know, definitely one that uh, is not your <laughs> typical story. Um, I'll share that with you uh, and with my listeners, because this is fact and, I have told my coaches this because I did go into a program yeah. with, about writing and being a publisher is I came home one night after being out with my friends and celebrating, you know, celebrating heavily on the night out. And I seen a YouTube channel. I was on YouTube and this commercial came on this commercial, you know, talked about publishing, yeah. talked about how anybody can do publishing anywhere in the world and whatnot. And they made it seem that easy. And of course, me in my state of mind, actually, you know, I thought I'm like, I can do that. You know, got the credit card out, bought the course, woke up the next day, seen the bill. I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> and since then, I have been doing it. I have, you know, I, the one book, the, it's all started with one book. Mm -hmm. One book became two books. Mm -hmm. Two books after promoting got me the TV uh, appearances like you have podcasting speaking out to all over the world um i think i haven't been fortunate enough yet to go physically to do it but doing it through skypes and interviews yeah. and whatnot but it also gives gave me this opportunity as a radio channel host mm -hmm. so i can bring my like you were saying my experience and my knowledge to everybody out there so we've all by being blessed like you were saying is yeah. blessings come from anywhere and everywhere especially hey, that's when a you're great not story. looking most people most people wake up the day after a heavy night of celebrating we'll <laughs> say and they wake up with regrets you woke up with a new business that's awesome <laughs> yeah that is exactly right and that's and since then i did the course mm -hmm. i went through they had an acceleration course i took that 
uh, and it catapulted me. It got me to write the book. It got me to definitely getting out of my comfort zone. This is way out of my comfort zone of actually hosting because, but it transitioned a little bit from being on all the, the radio shows, the TV appearance, all, all those appearances transitioned me to get this. So what comes after this, I don't know. And I really not thinking about it because I'm enjoying this now building a community yeah. with my guests, like you, Adam, my previous guests, my guests to come. And it is definitely one of the best things, uh, best celebratory purchases I've ever bought. Yeah. And it changed my life and a lot of other people's lives because I actually keep in touch with some of the people, the people that my test group for reading the books, you know, I wrote my books for 30 to 35 year olds. But when I found out 18 year olds and 65 year olds were reading the book, wow, it's, it spans. It's it's not, it's not generational. It is every, every adult person out there that are having these issues. So, and to have you on the show and we're actually, well, I'll let you break the news of what's actually coming next. Oh yeah. So, uh, you heard it here first. So Magnus is going to be featured in one of our upcoming books and Magnus, I just have to say just hearing and learning more and now working with you on this interview and otherwise, um, I'm just thrilled to have you in the book, man, to have you part of, and all, and also part of just the overall Mission Matters community. Like we spend a lot of time, like I said, curating authors and stories. So when somebody, you know, once I, once I get a name and we make a decision, um, we're, we're usually right. There's a lot of people that go into this. So um, I'm just, I'm really thrilled to have you um, part of the book. Uh, I am blessed for being part of this. It was definitely not one of, anything planned but it happened and it fell into place with all my other work going on with this going on i'm glad to bring my expertise and my knowledge to your forum as you're bringing to my listeners right now and the sky's the limit with us uh it all started from one idea of actually and taking notice to a lot of things out in the world uh so I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. But Adam, where do you see your business going from here? You know, you're building, you built a community. You have everybody actually, um, you have pretty much a family of, of people of your community, if you will. And I'm very happy to be part of that community as well. But where do you see this going and how do you see it? It has to evolve because yeah. everything in time now is evolving. Yeah. Uh, we're in very unprecedented times with the, the last couple of years and definitely the future is uncertain, but where do you see yourself, the company, mm-hmm. uh, your community going? So the, the main, one of the main themes that, um, we talk about both internally and with our author network and with the overall mission matters community is really just thinking about different ways that we can add value um, to our, our niche, if you will. So who are our niche, our niche business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives, they come to us to hear content. They come to us to read content. They come to us for seminars. They come to us for, you know, to, as a trusted source that stays ahead. We like to believe of information and really what's going on in the business and and money world. Um, so what's next, 
Um, I can see, I can see the community evolving and into us doing maybe some more, not something that we were doing, or we were, we were planning prior to the pandemic would be conferences, more in-person things. I can see maybe taking some of the shows um, that I host um, on the road and doing a tour there. Uh, there's a couple of things in the works along those lines, maybe hit some major cities and, and meet some of our fans and otherwise in some of our, our, um, our, our, our markets. Um, that we do really well in, but really, um, the, all we're looking at is how do we support others? That's that's the goal. How do we support the community? How do we continue to do more book launches with our authors, both virtual and in person? Um, that's another big thing that's on the agenda. Um, but really, um, where do I? So that's those are some of the actions that we're planning towards. But when you say um, where do we see the business going, that's more along the lines of the vision part. So in terms of the vision part and creating a platform and providing a platform that others can learn and benefit from, um, we're, well, a lot of what we're going to do has to do with executing on our, on our overall mission, and which is to amplify the stories of business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives. Um, we do that through publishing, through podcasting, and through obviously PR, marketing, me and media. So those are our more our, our tools in our tool belt, if you will. Uh, so we're going to continue to execute on that and, and day in and day out um, deliver, um, in my opinion, great content that uh, that can be trusted and that uh, people will come to us to excel in their lives, which is all about it. So the with them for our audience is that they get to learn from our, our amazing guests, just like I do. So we both learn together. That's amazing. And I have always, especially in the computer world and publishing and anything that I do anymore, I feel my personal thoughts on this are if I didn't learn anything today, I'm outdated and I'm not use, useful the next day. That's the computer talking you right there. You're outdated. Exactly. Obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Because as you're talking as the vision and whatnot, uh, I'm living it. You know, you live in the moment. But tomorrow is still yeah. coming. But what can I do today to make today better for a better tomorrow? Got to click on the update button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, sometimes I hit the reboot button by, by mistake. And, uh, I'll take that know. too. Hey, we all need a reboot <laughs> sometimes. I'm in. <laughs> oh, I definitely agree. Oh, well, the reboot updates, everything. We, we're constantly improving ourselves. Yeah. And we have to have fun doing this. Mm -hmm. So my tip of the day is have fun. Yeah. Being too serious, especially in this day and age, investing money, bills, it will it will beat you down. Yeah. In, in many words. But if you can't find some one little thing, even if it's a cat video, mm -hmm. if you find a cat video to make you smile for the day. You know, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it could be. And it does get better. It's awesome. Not, if it's not today, it'll be tomorrow um, or the next day or the day after that. But as long as you keep that hope alive, mm -hmm. anything is possible. Yeah. So, Adam, we are about almost out of time here. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that the hour flew by as fast as it did. Oh, yeah. We have had a gr fantastic conversation about how you went from investing to podcasting to launching a, uh, a whole media platform yeah. and multiple media outlets uh, yeah. and bringing such wonderful content to everyday 
your uh, your listeners, everyday people, uh, and sharing the stories of your authors and your and your podcast guests. How can we get a hold of you? Oh, or how can simple. we learn more about you and yeah. Mission Matters and, and everything? Yeah, so real simple, missionmatters.com. You'll connect to everything there. If you want to connect with us directly, there's a little box there to text. I mean, you can text, um, you can call, do what you got to do, but missionmatters.com. I mean, that's that's the portal. That's where you'll find, um, I like to think, um, more free content than uh, than uh, most platforms out there. So we, got, we have over 5,000 episodes out there and a ton of articles just, and it's all free. I mean, just go to missionmatters.com, all free, not behind a firewall. We're trying to do our best to create the, um, the most content possible that's quality and curated um, so that we can all benefit. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, knowledge is one of the keys to having a, pr- a productive life, you know, and you're offering it to everybody out there. That is wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually been looking at it as well as since I've been actually before becoming part of the, the community. And I appreciate all your time here, uh, your insight, uh, your vision, especially for, what you're doing with the platform and how we're actually going to uh, take the knowledge that your experts and professionals offer and apply it to our own lives. Uh, I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, But as for this week, that actually wraps up this week for everybody. Thank you for tuning in for next week. We are going to actually keep going on this create this wonderful train of knowledge and stops the next stop we have is actually talking to a career service manager from central penn uh college located in somerdale pennsylvania uh i have actually uh, i am actually an alumni there i graduated he's helped me um we're going to talk about his story and we're going to go and uh have a great week and everybody don't forget find something to laugh about today something happy something to make you smile if even if it's not laughing adam uh we got to sign off i thank you for your time and i appreciate you being on the show and i look forward to speaking with you um from days to come uh thank you so much for having me on magnus it's been an absolute uh pleasure and uh, thank you for your audience for tuning in thank you oh thank you um And have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. Again, that's at VoiceAMBusiness. And stay current. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. 